Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now you might have seen on Instagram last night, put up a post that I've been pretty excited about. I've had this actually made for almost a few months now and I've just been waiting for the right time to put it up. Got uh, thought, thought I'd wait till a little bit close to the season starts, but just got really excited. So we're going to do one or two of these a week, hopefully leading into the season. They are a bit of work to make and a bit of research, but I do enjoy them. I enjoy to see, I like to see your responses to them as well. So it's a hypothetical situation. So I pick three players from a premiership winning team. In my opinion, they were probably the three most important guys or up there with the three most. Uh, there are a couple of little changes in teams that won a few premierships in recent years for example the Manly Seagulls uh, I sort of picked the three that I think had the biggest influence on that side there might have been better players that emerged over the next few years I also for example I'm going to have a Manly today we're looking at the Manly Seagulls from 2008 there is going to be a 2011 side so a lot of those guys overlap but going to have a different three from 2011 compared to 2008. So there are some guys, and I'll read out some comments in a second, where people are like, hey, what about Gifty? What about Watmo? These sort of guys, Steve Menzies, they, most of them will feature in another one. Yeah, and there's reasons why I've chosen the three guys today. So the hypothetical situation, all three will stay fit all year. You've got one season to win a premiership. Do you build around Manly's big three from 2008 or the Tigers' big three from 2005? So the Manly Seagulls' big three that I've chosen is Brett Stewart, Matt Orford, and Brent Kite. Brett Stewart obviously being the fullback, Matty Orford being the Dalian winning halfback and captain of that side. Brent Kite uh, being one of the front rowers who won the Clive Churchill that night in 2008. Of course, they beat the Melbourne Storm side 40-0, an unbelievable game. From the West Tigers, they defeated the North Queensland Cowboys in the 2005 decider, one of the most unbelievable seasons we have ever seen. The three guys that I've chosen, the first one is the fullback, Brett Hodgson, had a fantastic season. I think he was the uh, uh, leading point scorer of the season. I believe he was the Dalian fullback that year. Actually, no, he probably wasn't. Actually, I think Anthony Minicello would have got it, but Brett Hodgson would have been right up there. Definitely the leading point scorer of 2005 off the top of my head. Uh, number two, Benji Marshall. He was the 5'8 of this side, the young gun at the time, of course, came up with 
one of the most crazy plays in a grand final we've ever seen, the flick pass uh, to Paddy Richards to set up that try. And a third one is the skipper and the Clive Churchill medalist from that night, Scott Prince, an absolute champion, Scotty Prince. Uh, very underrated. For me, this Tigers team, I know a lot of people think of it as being Benji's team. I will forever think of this team as Scott Prince's team. Without him, they're a completely different football side. He's the MVP for this side for me. He was the skipper. He did vast majority of their kicking. He organized all their plays. He was the Clive Churchill medalist. He was best on the big stage. So Scott Prince, I hold him in really high regard. And I think people underrate uh, what he did for the Tigers and how hard his career was before this. Now, what I've got to do is choose based on the hypothetical that if I was having a season and I had to pick between which of these three I want to build a team around, which direction would I go? So obviously positions come into influence. There's You've got to look at the experience that these guys had. And it's also where they're at in their careers at that point. That's why I'm picking the 2005 Tigers. So when I'm looking at these sides, I'm taking 2005 Benji. I'm not taking 2021 Benji when he's played 300 games, you know. Whenever Cameron Smith gets a feature, it will be his career up until that point. So this is what makes it really, really difficult. And I think that's the only fair way to do it because you are building a team around three guys from that year that won a premiership. So you have to look at where they're at at that point in their careers. Now, a lot of these matchups, I've tried to be as close with them as I possibly can, of course. There's a lot of teams that just have three out-and-out superstars that you probably couldn't pair up against. Probably either of these two sides, realistically. If we took the Melbourne sides, I mean, Cam Smith, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk. I mean, these other two sides, they probably don't hold a candle to those guys. Even though they were premiership-winning players, they were the big three in a premiership-winning team. But... Every season is different, and there's different caliber of players. The Melbourne Storm side, using them as an example again, they had the big three, but then there was a lot of other journeymen in this team. So it's a bit hard to compare their three to another three. But that's the topic of what we're doing. So let's dive into the West Tigers first. And we'll start with the youngest, Benji Marshall. He was 21 at this point, I believe. Very, very young Benji. He'd only played 38 games at this point in his career. He'd already had a couple of shoulder injuries. He'd already lit it up during this season. We remember the try at Shark Park that he set up where he just went off the left, left, left through like a triple cutout without looking to hit the winger. I think it's Daniel Fitzhenry that ends up scoring the try. He had an unbelievable season, Benji. had a couple of other highlights that are incredible. Uh, we remember, you know, his first game that we really saw him against the Brisbane Broncos two years earlier in 03. Done some unbelievable things. But up until this point, he was second fiddle to Scott Prince. We all remember the highlights and everything, but he wasn't that influential in this football team. Scott Prince was doing all the kicking. He was the main voice. He was the guy behind the goalpost. So we are looking at a very young Benji Marshall. In saying that, this very young Benji Marshall played a big role in guiding his team through a final series in a season where the red-hot favourites, the Dragons and the Eels, essentially couldn't lose. And this West Tigers team found their way. So Benji, he really was the catalyst of the sort of football that they played, that sort of touch football style, move the ball around, bodies in motion. So you cannot deny the influence that Benji had on this team, even though I think Scott Prince's was a little bit more. But Benji for the age is at incredible. But for me, when I look at this, if I'm trying to win a premiership, yes, Benji won it with 38 games of experience, but there's not many 5'8s that come into first grade and win a premiership with 38 games under their belt. So that is a bit of a worry for me, to be honest with you. But his partner in crime, Scott Prince, and this is why they were so good. They were yin and yang, the young guy and the experienced. Scotty Prince, I think people forget, he'd already notched up 
50 games for the Cowboys, 50 games for the Broncos, and when he arrived to grand final night 2005, that was his 49th game for the Tigers. Let's round it up. He'd played 50 games for three different clubs. He'd overcome a heap of injury. He's gone from the Cowboys, who were real battlers back then, to the Cowboys, to the to the Brisbane Broncos, sorry, in 01 to 03. Obviously, they didn't win a premiership in that time because they won in the year 2000. But playing with guys like Darren Lockyer, Gordon Tallis, Sailor, Taki- I mean, superstar after superstar. And he got to experience what a real winning team was. He then arrived at the West Tigers who were in absolute disarray the absolute battlers since coming in in 2000 and for me I think Scott Prince is the signing that turns this club around realistically he was sensational so by this point Scott Prince had played 152 first grade games across three clubs uh, he'd also played two state of origins in 2004 so he's already got a little bit of a taste for that big stage he'd played origin in 04 they won one of those games they lost the other so Scott Prince you know, he brings a heap of experience, 152 first-grade games. He's played in the Origin Arena by this point, but he hasn't really dominated a final series just yet. And, of course, 2005 would be the series that he would dominate. I always look back and think 2005 is the final series of Scott Prince. He was incredible. you got to add to that. He, of course, won the Clive Churchill medal that night for the best on ground. And I, I agree 100%. He was the best on ground. He was the most deserving guy. He was a young captain. You've got to remember, Scotty Prince played for another 10 years or so. So he started young. He had a heap of injuries. He played a heap of games early. He played a heap of games late. A very interesting year career for Scotty Prince. But in this team, he was crucial. And he was the experienced hand that a guy like Benji Marshall really needed. And... You know, Scotty Prince, he'd be the kicking game, he'd be the controller, he'd be the talker, and Benji would be the flair. I sort of describe Benji as being a, a, a bit of a negative in this sort of sense, but they really were a perfect combo. And without them, I, I, I dare argue that if you put just about any other halves bearing in this Tigers team, I'm not sure if they win this competition realistically. I think Prince and Benji were the perfect combo for it. And on top of that, their fullback, the most experienced player out of these three was Brett Hodgson. Now, another guy that I think we forget how much footy he played at a young age. He played 50 games for the Western Suburbs Magpies. He moved to the Parramatta Eels where he played 73 games. And then he arrived at the West Tigers. And on grand final night, it was his 52nd game for the Tigers. So by this point, Brett Hodgson had played 174 first grade games across three clubs and he'd played 50 plus games at three different clubs which is pretty damn impressive. He of course stayed at the West Tigers for a number of years after this premiership then went over to England I believe but a champion player Brett Hodgson he'd already featured in the 2002 State of Origin series. Uh, his debut was unbelievable. Uh, he, played, he had a great debut and then unfortunately for Hodgson he was obviously involved in the uh, in the Gordon Tallis uh, lasso uh, thrown out of the arena in that one so sort of put a bit of a hindrance on his origin career I think it was something that people never forgot but it also should be noted and unfortunately he lost this but he did feature in the Parramatta Eels 2001 grand final he was obviously the fullback in that team and I still think to this day that is the best ever team to not win a premiership so as much as we sort of look back to 05 and think Brett Hodgson was kind of a young fella he'd done a lot he'd played 174 first grade games he completed an entire origin series and he'd played in a grand final and been a fullback in you know you could argue the best team we've ever seen, point scoring-wise, they were incredible, the 2001 Parramatta Eels. And then when you think about when that was being played and the rules at the time, it's not the modern-day rules where it's open and expansive. It's a very different style of footy. So Brett Hodgson, a heap of experience, uh, the most experienced guy in these out of these big three, a guy that didn't play for the Kangaroos, didn't play 30 Origins, only played three, but 2005, he was incredible. Should be noted as well, I believe, I think I said it earlier as well, he was the top point 
Road score in 2005. I'm pretty confident on that. Um, so you, you get a premier goal kicker as well. A guy, one of the best support players uh, we've seen. Definitely one of the best support players, if not the best support player for season 2005. So the West Tigers... It's a very handy three that we've put together here. Yeah, very talented. I think they're the three that just about everyone would pick from this side realistically. I'm not sure who you would swap out of these three. Whenever I think of the West Tigers of 05, I think Scott Prince, I think Benji Marshall, and then I think Brett Hodgson in that order for me. So those are the three, three champion players that had fantastic careers. Uh, obviously, Scott Prince, he went on to play another 150-odd first-grade games after the 2005 season. Brett Hodgson with another 50 or 60-odd, I think, off the top of my head. Benji, he went on to play another 270, including another grand final in 2021 and a heap of experience there. So the West Tigers, really good three here. Going to be hard to beat. Let's dive into the Manly Seagulls. Now, the Manly Seagulls, Matty Orford was the first guy here. He, of course, like Scott Prince, was the captain of this side. Uh, he won the Dalian medal that season as well. So an incredible year from Matt Orford. He was sensational. He came from the Northern Eagles originally. He played 11 games there. He then moved to the Melbourne Storm, where I think people forget, because he was the guy before Cooper Cronk, he played 120 first-grade games down at the Melbourne Storm. They played a lot of finals footy as well. Never made it to a grand final. I think they might have made one or two prelims, uh, especially in the back end. They were starting to get successful. Uh, and then he played 73 games at the Manly Seagulls heading into the 2008 season. So it was his 73rd game for the Manly Seagulls when he ran out on grand final night, 2008. He was the skipper of that side. And they, of course, beat... Uh, the Melbourne Storm, 40-0. That's the grand final. It's obviously noted for Cameron Smith not being there, but 40-0. I still think to this day it's Melbourne's greatest defeat. So pretty tough pill to swallow there. Orford was sensational, as he was all year. Matty Orford didn't play Origin, obviously. Won the Dalian medal that year. Had played 204 games uh, by this point. So 204, you know, more than Benji and Scott Prince combined. Pretty damn impressive and more than Brett Hodgson as well. So a lot of experience come out of the Craig Bellamy system. Had bounced around a couple of clubs. Won the Dalian medal. Took a lot of confidence into this game. His partner in crime was Brett Stewart, who's the second guy I picked here. Now... I've posted on Instagram a couple of times as a reel. Go back and have a look at it. I still to this day think the combination of Matt Orford and Brett Stewart in 2008 is one of the most underrated we have ever seen. Now, Snake was reasonably young. He was a little bit older than I thought, to be honest with you. He'd, he'd already played 112 first-grade games. The grand final was his 112th for the Manly Seagulls. He'd already played two Origin Series in New South Wales in 2007 and 2008, and he represented the Kangaroos in 2007 in that game. I think it was over in Christchurch, where I think Australia won 58-0. It was a pretty young squad. It was a bit of a weird Kangaroos side. I think Israel Folau was in it. Jared Hayne was in it. Greg Bird was the 580 partner Cooper Cronk in that game. And Brett Stewart, uh, he was the fullback, obviously, with Anthony Minicello injured and whatnot. Slater just sort of starting to find his feet. He, he might have been injured that series too, actually, or for that game anyway. But, yeah, one game for the Kangaroos. I think six games to New South Wales and 112 games of first grade. It's the combo with Matt Orford that really stands out for me, though. They were unbelievable. The amount of times Orford would kick and you would just think, where is that going? And Snake would just appear out of nowhere. Unbelievable. Very underrated, Brett Stewart. I think he's one of the better fullbacks we've ever seen but it's just been 15 or 20 years of just such dominant fullbacks 
that it's been really tough for him. You think about, you know, the early parts of his career, he had to compete with Anthony Minicello and then, you know, Anthony Minicello and Darren Lockyer as are, well. I guess Lockyer had sort of moved to 5'8", but he was competing with Anthony Minicello, so it was hard to get a New South Wales jersey, or even harder to get a Kangaroos jersey. Then all of a sudden, as Minicello starts to fall off, Reese Wesser starts to sort of find his form, then Billy Slater hits the ground running and really doesn't look back after that. And of course, 2006, Queensland start this unbelievable state of origin run, which features Billy Slater, Greg Inglis, these guys pretty heavily. So it's always tough for Brett Stewart to get those representative jerseys. Still got a fair whack for New South Wales. Uh, but 2008, he was one of the premier players. I think he was the face of the league heading into season 2009. So definitely a premier player. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Unbelievable record at Brookvale Oval too. I, you know, I think he essentially went a try game for his entire season, which is just crazy. So Brett Stewart with 112 games. He's the second piece of the manly puzzle here. The third one, and this one raised a couple of eyebrows, and I'm going to read some of your comments before I give my results, uh, was Brent Kite. Now, a lot of people complained about Brent Kite, but just to let you know, uh, Brent Kite, he played 67 games for the Dragons, including a few final series. He moved to Manly. He played 96 games for the Manly Seagulls leading into the 2008 Grand Final. That's 163 games of first grade. That's more than Scott Prince. That's more than Benji. Uh, that's more than Brett Stewart. And you've got to remember, front rowers are damn important. And to the point where they won 40 nil in the Grand Final... You know who got the Clive Churchill? Brent Kite for his efforts in the front row for just how he took it to the Melbourne side and just gave it to them. He played eight games to New South Wales and 13 games for the Kangaroos. I know a lot of people rolled their eyes when I put Brent Kite in here, but honestly, I think the numbers back it up. Premiership winner, Clive Churchill winner, eight games to New South Wales, 13 games for the Kangaroos. He had played more rep games than all of the three Tigers guys put together, I would actually argue, off the top of my head, he's probably played more rep games by this point than the other five players that I've included in this. Matt Orford didn't play any rep games. Snake, he played six games plus one kangaroo. Yeah, I mean, pretty impressive. Brent Kite, I think he's very underrated. I think people sort of undervalue the role that he played in a lot of teams. You even look at when he went to the Panthers, the back end of his career, they were pretty successful as well. Dragons were pretty successful. Didn't win a premiership, but pretty successful. He arrives at the Manly Seagulls only after, you know, a couple of years. They win a premiership, and he's the Clive Churchill medalist in a game they won 40 nil. Pretty impressive, yeah? Pretty impressive. Now, that brings... The entire total games. I'll do the Tigers first. I don't think I mentioned it. So between Benji, Prince, and Hodgson, their total games of first grade experience came in at 265. So you're looking at, what is it, about 85 games each average experience there. When you look at these three Manly boys, 480. 480 was the average games played. So you're looking at about 150 games each there, which is pretty damn incredible. Brett Stewart with the least amount of games at 112. A very, very good knock. So the experience. 
Mate, you've got the Manly Seagulls with 200 games, more experience, and a lot more big games as well. Orford playing in Melbourne, Brett Kite playing State of Origin, playing for the Kangaroos. This is all experience on big stages that matter. I'm just going to read through some of your comments before I give my answer. Some of the comments I had from you guys. Uh, we had Matty Orford who, who put some hands up. Uh, Tigers simply because tight left the Dragons. Bit of a salty one there. Tigers for sure. That spine was unreal. It is a good spine. And that's the other thing that plays into the Tigers' hands is that you've got your fullback, your half, and your 5'8". That is big. Tigers for sure. That spine was unreal. Tigers, Tigers. Manly twice on Sunday. Uh, I'd have Lyon, Watmo, and Gifty before Kite. Manly easy. Yes, yeah, so he said Manly. I did point out in this comment that there, those guys will get a feature later. Don't think I've forgotten them. Believe me, I'm not going to spend my life doing rugby league the way I do and forget about guys. They will feature later. Uh, Manly, but wouldn't you have Cliff or Jamie Lyon in there instead of Kite? Uh, obviously, those guys will feature later, but he has voted for Manly. Manly, Tigers were electric. Has to be Tigers. They just had such X factor back then, and Scott Prince just controlled it so well. I actually agree with all of that. Scott Prince was sensational. Tigers, at that stage of their careers, the Manly lads, Good, good little one there from Rico Savi. Morgo, hope you're well, brother. Hope Bub's going well. Uh, yeah, I agree with that one as well. At this stage in their careers, I think it's hard to argue with the Manly boys, but there is the combo of the Tigers having all their spine players. 08, all day, every day. Manly, people forget how good Orford really was. Kite was an amazing player, and Stewart was Stewart, just being a GOAT fullback. Tigers easy, Manly forever. Tigers trio. Tigers, all players in key positions and all at the top of their game. Arguably the best 1-6-7 in the game that season. Yeah, fair shout there. The Tigers in 05, they were sensational. Uh, what have we got? West, all fit, all healthy. They were unstoppable. Manly, their 40-0 win was the best grand final ever. Uh, what else have we got? Tigers all day. That spine was insane. Manly, but that's completely bias-based. <laughs> 2008, easily. Manly for sure. Tigers suit the current game. Prince and Benji in 05 reminds me a bit of Cleary and Jerome. I think that's another fair shout. Uh, that one comes from Karen McLaren, 27. Uh, that obviously the modern game, I think it probably would suit the Tigers a little bit more. I haven't put a time frame on when this is happening, to be fair. I, I think if you were to change it to the modern game, the modern rules, uh, you know, you probably are leaning towards the Tigers a little bit. But I still think Orford and Stewart would carve it up in these modern rules, to be honest with you. Manly all day, manly any day. What rules are we playing by? Wrestle means manly. Otherwise, I'd go Tigers. That's from the Ross boss. Really good shout there. Uh, if fit, uh, snake over Hodgson all day. Yeah, Tigers all day. Terrible post and question. Thank you, Bradley. Tigers, easy. Brett Hodgson, easily one of my favorite fullbacks of all time from Mosey. Easy one, 40 nil. I'd take Glenn Stewart, Brett Stewart, and Matt Orford. Don't think Brett Kite should be in the big three from Manly. Yeah, a lot of people said they didn't rate Brent Kite, but I hope you listen to these numbers of eight, eight State of Origin games, 13 tests for the Kangaroos, and a Clive Churchill medal and 163 games of first grade. Brent Kite could play. I just don't think we appreciated front rowers as much then as we do now because of things like super coach and post-contact meters and all that sort of stuff. They were just do your job, get no applause, and move on. But Brett Kite, he was an absolute weapon. Last two comments, Manly with a love heart and Tigers, Benji, love heart. Okay. They are all your comments that you guys sent in. And I also put up a post on the Instagram page, which was a bit of a landslide. Well, not a low, yeah, a bit of a landslide. Tigers won it with 64% over the 2008 Manly Seagulls at 36%. Now, for me, I'm actually going to go against the crowd here. I would go for the Manly side. 
I would go for the experience here. I think that Orford and Snake have one of the best combos we've seen. I've got a halfback, I've got a fullback, and I've got a premier forward in my team who is experienced. He's in the rep arena. He's seen it all. And on the biggest day... He delivers me a Clive Churchill. I know what he's all about. I've also got Matt Orford, who won a Dalian medal that year. So I've got the Dalian medalist and the Clive Churchill medalist. And I've just got a little bit more balance. I understand the spine is very important. So you could lean to Benji, Prince, and Hodgson. And, you know, I wouldn't really argue with you, to be honest with you. I think both are really good shouts. These are hard to do. But personally, I would lean to the experience of the Manly boys. I would like to have the Dalian medalist, Matty Orford, as my halfback. I would love to have Snake as my fullback. The combo that these two have was incredible. You could argue the same with Benji and Prince. There's no doubt about that. But the fullback-halfback combo, it's just something different about it. And of course, Prince and Hodgson were sensational. I don't think they were ever at the level of Orford and Snake, though. And people will roll their eyes at that and probably giggle, but I'm telling you, go back and have a look at some old Matt Orford highlights and just watch how often Brett Stewart pops up around him and how many times they combine for tries. They were incredible. I like to have a forward in my side too. I like to have a hard-nosed front rower that can lead from the front, that has played on the biggest stages under the brightest lights and has delivered eight New South Wales games, 13 games for the Kangaroos, a Clive Churchill medal on the biggest stage. I would also argue they beat the Melbourne Storm 40-0. This was a Melbourne Storm team, yes, missing Cameron Smith but they were over the salary cap. A pretty damn impressive knock from this Manly side, led by these three. Me, personally, I would go the Manly boys. I think the vast majority of you guys have gone the Tigers. I hope I've shone a bit of light on why I've gone for the Manly side. It's experience. It's big game experience. It's key positions, and I would like to build my side. Not all around backs and spine players. I need a forward that I know is going to lead. Didn't quite have one for the Tigers, which is sort of why I did it, to make it a little bit different and to make a bit of a conversation out of it. But as I said, if you went for the Tigers and you went for this spine of Benji Prince Hodgson, so exciting to watch, so thrilling to watch, and they delivered on the big stages, very hard to argue with. I would also argue, as a lot of people did on the Instagram page, if we play this under the modern rules with the free-flowing rugby league we're seeing now, i got to tell you, I probably lean towards the Tigers, but... I'm going to go with Manly slightly in this one, as I didn't say it was under the modern rules. But just building for any season ever, I think I would take this Manly side. I've got my halfback, I've got my fullback, and i got a leader in the forwards in Brent Kai. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 